Welcome to this HR Latte exclusive. Today's employer branding into tomorrow's employee engagement. Are they happy? Counting down. Five, four, three, two. Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey everyone, welcome to HR Latte. This is Rayanne Thorne, your host. Very excited to continue my series, Today's Employer Branding into Tomorrow's Employee Engagement. I have a wonderful guest today, so we're going to add a little twist to that topic. Also, the series that I'm doing right now is called HR Tech Now, so we're going to throw a little tech in here because I have a really great guest. Martin Burns is joining me from PwC or Pricewaterhouse, and Martin has an interesting job over there at PwC. I'm going to let him tell you all about it, but he is the U.S. Recruiting Technology Leader, and thanks, Martin, for joining me today. No problem, Rand. Happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm glad we got this show started. <laughs> We've had a little yeah. little technical <laughs> issues this morning, but we're going to get right to it. So tell us a little well, bit about... The irony of talking to the tech guy. What's that? That's I'm right. That's right. I just would love to hear you tell us, give us a 10,000-foot view of you, maybe an overview of your career, how you got to where you are now, and what you guys are doing over at PwC. Tell us a little bit about the yeah. how you serve your market there. Yeah, yeah, sure thing. So, um, so as you mentioned, I'm the leader. So I have a new title. It's recruiting technology leader. Um, or talent decision leader. It's technology lead at the firm. My background is, I think, like a lot of people in in the industry, is is interesting in how I got to where I am today. Very few of us, at least at least from our generation, go into college and say, "I want to be in recruiting." Um, folks go and say they want to be in HR, but I don't think most folks kind of start with thinking of recruiting. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think it's actually more common in, in the UK, um, parts of Europe, where right. it's more of a clinical profession and it's planned for. This is more you fall into, at least, at least our generation. I think it's, I'd agree. it's more common. Yeah. So my background is actually, I took a degree in, of all things, writing poetry, which I, wow. I, I wanted to go for the most, the most useless degree possible, and I found it. <laughs> so, I, I, so I did that, but I've always had a, a, a deep interest in technology as well. So it's, the poetry is really, it's about communication and writing, right? Exactly. And then technology, yeah, I was programming back starting in 83, you know, working with some, dating myself a little bit here, working with basic when I was in you know, middle school, kind of, kind of growing up. So that kind of weird blend of, of, of art and technology is sort of, Define me for for most of my life, and got into recruiting in, in the mid '90s, and you did start with agency, and, and that kind of blew up. I was recruiting actually actuaries, um, employee benefit specialists, and pension folks. So kind of a, a niche and a challenge to find actuaries who are willing to make make a job change. So I think it was good training, and the agency was really top notch, very ethical, so good place to kind of start my career and, and learn my my foundation. And then from there, eventually moved into corporate and went to Zoom Info, which is still around. Um, it is. Less, less of a focus. Yeah, less of a focus on recruiting nowadays. You don't see them at conferences per se. And you see their occasionally in tertiary publications, but not so much. But back then, they were, you know, they were, that was their major focus. So you're, you're trade shows, you're presenting, you're running booths. And I joined them as their, their first uh, recruiting, really recruiting director type um, to build up their program. They have folks who've been doing it, but this is really more of a focus when I came in. So I, I built and build up that department. And because of my sort of tech geekiness and everything else, spent a lot of time with the product folks and you know, developers and managers and, and the designers. 
and got involved with product a little bit while I was there, and, and then even more so as, as those years went on. So left there with a, with you know, kind of hand in several different places. I was also doing some marketing for it and helping with that and product marketing, and it always viewed my role as a recruiter as being more of a marketer. So when I first got there, no staff on myself and, and a pretty large volume of, of hard-to-fill recs and not an ideal location. We weren't in the city. We were in the suburbs and not near a subway, and we were looking to hire really smart, fresh grads. So I got involved with social media pretty quickly. It started a blog in 06, and I was pretty to drive candidates to, to, to Zoom Info. And I did that by, by creating content that was about how do you find a job. So it, was called, it. it still exists. It's called, called Good Digger. Yeah, it was just, my thought was, has always been, if you're, if you're doing a blog or tweeting or using Facebook or whatever to broadcast messages or about hiring, if all you're, if all you're publishing are job posts near Twitter, it's useless. The only reason you do that is to get some SEO in the back end and no one really sees it. But if you do it as a recruiter thinking it's in their work, it's not. Because people don't follow you. There's no content. It's not interesting. It's frankly kind of annoying to get constant commercials in your, in your feed. So you, you lose followers. They block you. Uh, they just ignore you. So the trick, I think, is to really put in good content that people find interesting. So my, my niche in the blog was, as I mentioned, advice for job seekers. Thinking that folks are looking for jobs or good candidates will look at our jobs. And then built an RSS feed in the sidebar so that the new jobs, fresh jobs showed up in the sidebar of the blog and off I went. And that was, that was so sick. And that took off and did really well for me. Got some awards early on. I think it was more because there weren't a lot of us doing it back then. We lose that kind of focus and that helped me out in terms of kind of raising my visibility in the industry. And then working at Zoom Info as well. So that got me on the conference circuit and that I started talking, doing more consulting, helping friends out with some of their issues, getting on programs like, like HR Latte, which I'm really happy to be at today. Thanks. And, and sort of, you know, you're welcome. It's, I've always admired the program. So really kind of, you know, really excited to be here just as a side note. But really kind of, kind of built up um, a bit of a bit of a personal brand while I was at Zoom. And that helped me in a number of directions. It, it got me to, to really, really interesting people like yourself and, and others out in the industry who I learned a lot from and still learn from. It, it got me involved in conversations that helped me you know, build my career and, and my knowledge base. And along the way, I'm playing with tools and technology and I'm meeting product folks and I'm geeking out and I'm playing with things because I like to play with technology and try and break, break right, right. when I can too. And it's just one of those things. You know? Lo- love it. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I guess so I'm also doing marketing too on the side because I find that interesting as well. So I was doing the blend of marketing and, and, and technology and Started working with brand a bit, had a consulting firm for for a number of years, and then wound up at a startup for about a year and a half doing their global as a global to the TA leader, helping them expand from a really small firm based in Boston to a, a firm with offices in, in three continents, four continents actually, and scaling from ninety to five hundred employees and all that kind of good stuff. And that was fun. I was traveling a lot and learning because they were a software company, learning about what they did. And they were they were, they were mobile developers, they were learning about mobile technology and how that applies to the world in general and how to, how to apply that to recruiting. That was interesting. And along the way, PwC came at me and, and said, look, we know you're a pure startup guy and your background's all small company and scaling and being disruptive, but we're the exact opposite. Exactly. Uh, we, <laughs> they said, but we have a problem. They said, we, we were looking to really transform the organization. They're doing, a, they're doing a great job of it. They're looking to transform the organization across the firm, from, from, from a brand going to PC, going from, from this big, long, awkward name to PwC, to our logo, to, to more fundamental stuff, how we actually manage our employees, how we actually hire people, how, how we behave in the marketplace, you know, how, right. how, we, how we do, it, how we do um, um, assessments. So instead of being an annual assessment, we now do this thing called, called real-time feedback, where in the moment... If you're doing a good job, your boss may say to you, hey, listen, good job in the project today. I saw you do this and this and this. By the way, next time do this. Along with that, there's an app we built in-house. It's really incredible. I love that. Wow. You, you pull it up and you can do Yeah, you can do a really, so if I want to get this feedback from my boss or someone I'm dotted line to or a colleague or someone I've been helping, helping support somehow, send them a quick request via the app or via my desktop. They get it. And they can, this is just five attributes. And they, can, they can choose scale of one to five if I'm doing each attribute and say, done. And so you get these many quick reviews throughout the year. 
So when urine comes, it's all it's all collated together. There's a global That's view of it. Awesome. It's from multiple sources. It's not like your boss saying, "Oh, what have you done in the last month?" Let's talk about that and, and ignore what you've done with the previous eleven months. Right. So it was a huge shift for the firm. That's a major thing. It used to be we take weeks and weeks and weeks to do reviews. The whole firm would slow down for you know review time. You lose tons of man hours. I mean, we by doing this, we saved. And I won't say the exact number, but the savings were the equivalent of the GDP of a small nation. Wow. And so, yeah, and, and how many employees at PwC? So U.S. is forty thousand. Uh, globally, it's just south of one hundred eighty thousand, or maybe just north. We've probably passed that point at this point. So wow. we're a pretty large organization. Pretty we're big. A network of firms. Yeah, really big. And then the U.S. is the the largest entity of all of them. So we we do what we were sort of looked at as a leader among the network, and we're all separate firms. So there's U.S., there's U.K., there's Canada. We're all we all we're closer together. We share a brand. We share a lot of identity. Right. But in terms of power. We have to be we have to be separate. So 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 we're all separate organizations. It was a global umbrella, and, and there's global tech. We can talk back and forth okay. on. So yeah, it, it would make sense that policies have to be different yeah. when you're talking about different well, different, different regions. Yeah. Compliance is different. Yeah. The laws different, different laws of the land yep, are different, exactly. right? So exactly. so well, thank you yeah. for the the overview. I sure. I know that this is a brand new role. The technology leader is brand new role there at PwC just this month, December 2015. And mm-hmm. so I want to talk to you a little bit about what you have learned over the years about employer branding. And you mentioned a little bit of technology in that overview right there. And it sounds like, and I don't always hear this, that technology is actually benefiting your work, the work of employer branding, the work of employee engagement. And so I want to talk about that. But first, before we dive into that, mm-hmm. can you please tell us your definition of what employer branding is as a sourcing leader as somebody who's been doing this for a long time, you've been in the space, you present, you talk about it, you blog about it. And I will say, I was a poet also, am a poet. And it really does help blogging because you want it to sound good and you want it to wrap up. It's got to have a beginning, middle and end. And, and I think poetry helps you do that to really dive into the the juice, the heart of a blog. And so it shows in your blogging. I hope it shows in mine because it, poetry will always be very near and dear to my heart as something that I produce. So when we when we talk about employer branding, what is your definition of employer branding and how has technology allowed it to to evolve? Good question. So I'll just find employer branding. I view your brand as it's a whole collection of of attributes that that people have tied together to say, okay, this is who they are. So you know, it's they are they, this firm is great to their employees and families. They're they're less they're less great to millennials. They they work long hours, but they right. need time off. They they behave, behave ethically in the world market, but it's all these different pieces. That it's a Lego set, right? You, you plug these various Lego modules together. I say this because I, I keep stepping in Legos. Um, <laughs> this time of year. Uh, For sure, <laughs> little, little, I remember those mind. days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every 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 time you step in a minute, you step on an edge. Yes. Um, so, so, but about Legos. It's split the equipment together, and that's that's the brand. And, and and it can shift. You can take one Lego up and a different one on, and it, it changes the perception. And that can happen very quickly. And that's really driven by you know, a lot of factors and. And a number of them are outside of your control as an employer. There are things that happen in the marketplace where people may, may start perceiving, um, you think about the financial crisis. All of a sudden, the big four, their big, actually, I guess it was big five back then, were, or six, I forget now when that actually kind of fell apart, were, were viewed with a lot of suspicion. They were viewed as being you know, sneaky and evil and this and that. And it wasn't, wasn't the case. It was, it was certain individuals at one, well, at one firm, really two firms, you know, with them on a conclusion, who, who behaved very, very poorly. But that's, those, those behaviors took an entire industry and shifted the employer brand. 
And that's okay. not something that you, as, as an employee branding person, as a marketing specialist, et cetera, et cetera, can have any impact yeah. over. Yeah. It's just what comes at you and how you deal with it. I think that that really, really matters when you're, when you're working in brand. Now, there are things you can control too. There's a message you send out. There's making sure that you are authentic. There's making sure that, that if you say something, it's, it, 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 it follows that, that, that it's, that you're not making up song and dance to cover up gaping wounds. Like right. You, you address the issues and, and you, and you, and you correct. We've seen companies do that recently. Right. Sure. <laughs> we've yeah, we've sure. seen so many companies out there and we, we've talked, I've talked a great deal about this in this series, particular series about big brand name companies out there who, um, exposés come out or they, you can tell when you work with some of their employees, how much they do not like their job and how that definitely impacts the employer brand. I mean, if you know, the employees aren't happy, why would you want to go work for it there? There's got to be something Absolutely. going on. So it's really important that the tie in to employee engagement really does have a, an effect on employer brand, especially we consider organizations like Glassdoor or mm-hmm. Twitter, where anybody can say anything about a company, right? And get away and get away with it. Yeah. And if they have well, a bad experience, uh, that well, that's the one I was referencing. I always, I always think of United Airlines as well. You know, the oh, sure. bad, they get bad press. And that doesn't mean that every employee hates their job. It's kind of like the root canal, right? You only remember a bad root canal. You only talk about mm-hmm. a bad root canal. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes out and says, man, I had the best root canal today. I didn't feel a thing, you know? <laughs> you only hear about the bad ones. So I think it's this, the same way well, with speak the- yourself. <laughs> well, I'm happy if you've had a good experience. <laughs> I don't know too many who have. So let's talk a little bit about the technology and how it has aided employer branding. What are you seeing? Are you guys using anything for employer branding? Yeah, not so. We're, so we're, we're getting there, right? It, it, it is a process, and we, we use we, we obviously have a glass door page, uh, you know, LinkedIn corporate page. Um, you know, we're, we're looking and we're revising our job descriptions. Another example, sort of, sort of reflect more who we are, and then then we're I'm looking into a suite of tools that I think will help with that quite a bit. And I can't talk about everything right now because we actually are in some negotiations, and, and and part of part of what's what's kind of fun and, and actually kind of frustrating about my job is sometimes is that we're working on some really cool stuff. And it's really interesting, and it's going to really shift, I think, perception of the brand and how we operate as a, as a recruitment organization, HR organization, over, over the next few years. But because we're a large, massive, complex bureaucracy organization, network of firms, we're, we're owned by partners, 10,000 of them, so we're also a, a, a huge cluster of franchises in a way, right. um, it's getting things done quickly is not really a possibility. And that's just the nature of the beast, and that's fine. Part of it is because we we are very careful with our decisions because we we have such an impact on on the, on the global financial markets. You know, we're working with the majority of the Fortune 500. We're working with the, you know, if you think, think of a company, they're probably a client of ours at some level. And there's a you know, very exactly. very high chance they are. And so if we screw up, if we don't follow our key governance rules properly, and someone hacks into one of our systems and gets into our network, we're in your forum and cable take a dive because right. I made a mistake. So we have to be very careful. With, with all with all that, all that said, um, all, all that said, it, we, what we're looking to do is to really get the message about our transformation out to the, the marketplace. So the the app I just mentioned that we we, we, we developed that's incredible. Right, I mean, that's a really unique thing that I mean, and it, it, we, we talked to startups you know, and Silicon Valley companies and mentioned to them, and they're they're blown away by it because it's it's there's it's it, there's, the thing about it is there's no more annual review. Right. That's, that's, Think what that is. If, you're, I, if you're a manager listening right now, that goes up, that, that you, you lose that burden. <laughs> and it is such a burden on the HR practitioner. It, it becomes Absolutely. so crazy because they have to hound managers and supervisors mm-hmm. to get these in once a year or, or, you know, mm-hmm. once every six months. 
And that consistent feedback that you mentioned earlier about your homegrown tool that you're using, I think is is fantastic. What a great idea. I know that there are other companies out there that are doing similar things like iReview. They have a, a great product too that they're doing. I think they're based in in the DC area. That is uh, Michael Heller. But let's take a quick break oh, yeah. here, Martin. And when we come back, I want to address what you guys are doing a little bit differently than your competitors at, at PwC as far as attracting talent and then hanging on to talent. Of course, the tool that we just talked about is one thing, but I know you're doing more. So let's take a quick break from our sponsor. We'll be right back. HR Latte is brought to you by Dovetail Software, a SaaS-based HR case management and help desk solution to ease today's HR departments into tomorrow. Simple but powerful real-time employee engagement, knowledge management, and detailed analytics empower human resource departments and shared services teams to effectively handle any type of employee interaction. Dovetail Software. By HR for HR. And we're back, as always, very thankful for our sponsor, Dovetail Software, for making HR Latte possible. So thanks, Dovetail. You can find us on Twitter at Dovetail. So it's so great to have you on the show and talk a little bit about employer branding and what's happening today as a result of employer branding. When we look at how it impacts retention of quality talent and that you know, that whole employee engagement thing that we've been talking about this last year, how big that has exploded in 2015. Tell me, are you guys doing or working on anything new or different when you consider your competitors that is allowing mm-hmm. to you to attract talent? Yeah, we're doing a number of things. So we, we have um, the Grow Your Own Way campaign, which we think is interesting, which is which we're really broadcasting out there how flexible the firm is in terms of growth, in terms of how you can build your career, your opportunities. And there's lots of goes on at PwC that people don't, don't really know about. And if you ask someone about us, the brand perception, I think, is pretty standard. It's a big four company. They're large, they're old, they all wear ties. And, 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 and that's, that's <laughs> you know, well, the thing is, that was my perception. So I, just, I think I'm a really relevant example. Well, what is a tie? Last year. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand why men have not revolted against the necktie. I just well, don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wear. I mean, I, so, 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 I don't wear jeans at the office, but beyond that, I, yeah, I, I, I wear. I wear a tie to uh, a wedding. Right, <laughs> but, right. Yeah, if, if I'm if I'm going to New York and I'm meeting someone like a senior executive and I want to like dress up and I want to wear a suit because it's fun. To, it, it's fun to suit up now. Sure, it so is. I can do it occasionally, but it, it is not at all. This is the standard. It, it's you. Know, it, it's the dress styles of the firm are very much khakis and, that's and, good. and button downs. And, very cool. And it's kind of, yeah, so that's and, different. And that's definitely different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but people don't know that. Yeah. Right. Because they, they they view us as now if you're in a client engagement, you dress up because you want to just to sit above your clients. Sure. So if you're going to a Wall Street firm, you're wearing a suit. But if you're going to, if you're Silicon Valley, you're definitely not dressing up that way because it's it's there's a perception and you want to build a work with your customers and make them feel comfortable. So, but again, the brand piece was that, and I, I had the perception of PwC. And so when I first they first approached me with with the message, I was like, well, I'm not that interested in talking with them, but I'm I was presenting ERE. I thought, well, should I just network and just talk with them on here because I was fun to meet new people and, and hear what they're up to. So that was some of their leaders and was blown away by eight people. They're phenomenal. They're not all, all, all what I expected and the problems they were looking at. Cause this is a big, massive brand looking to, to, to shift some, some significant functions to fix how they recruit, how they, how they're, they're, they're perceived out there in the marketplace. So that got me, that, that brought me around, but it, it took, took an, an email and then a, a, a direct talking. It was, it was, it was, you can't, you can, you can't scale that. So our problem is how we fix that perception out there that we are the stodgy firm and say, no, we're actually more like a consulting firm, which we really are. We focus much more like that nowadays. We're very interesting. Our, ads, I mean, our, our office spaces are all 
incredibly cool. Now, we've rebuilt most of our offices. Boston just reopened. We built the building, actually, down in the Seaport District of Boston, which is an wow. innovation district. It's all glass and, and, and chrome, chrome and steel and kind of where I've actually been interesting. A lot of co-working spaces. We are Google's partner. Okay. So we are. We're, so when Google wants to bring in consultants to talk to their, to their clients at enterprise level, they bring us in. That's when we great. go to clients, we, 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 we bring Google in. So there's a really major partnership happening between the two firms. That's wonderful. Which is helping. Well, yeah, it's cool, right? Because it's, it's helping us modernize. It's because we're, sure. we're being more and more like Google and our, and our practices and our technologies. We've got, we've got Google with everything. So we went from, don't laugh, but you probably will. We went from Lotus. <laughs> we were, I'm going to say it again, we were in Lotus Notes. Right. Here. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing. But the promise I'm laughing. That, yeah, it's okay. Everyone else is too. Yeah. I get it. But and I, when I laugh, it's more of a bitter, painful laugh. But it's. But we were in Lotus, but I knew when I got there, they were switching. So, so because I wouldn't have not taken the job, I don't think, because of Lotus, but I would have thought about it yeah. a lot longer. But but the, we, we went from Lotus to Google. So so we leapfrogged from this old tech wow. over exchange right into Google. And that's what we're doing with a lot of what we're doing right now. So in terms of brand and perception, is, is letting folks know that story, that we are, we're doing some, we're just doing some really cutting edge, interesting work that's, that's, that's changing the world. And we're doing this part of the Google. And so we're helping Google function more like a business in the sense they can sell their products better and they can monetize and think more about how they actually work commercially and with, with corporations. And they're helping us with sort of here, here's how you innovate, here's how you change, here's how you be more, more flexible, and et cetera, et cetera. So good partnership. I can't, I can't wait to hear out there. more about that. We should have yeah, you back ahead. next year after you've yeah, had a year fun. into this and see what's going on, how the new building is holding up, how that partnership is, has played out and, and impacted your organization. You mentioned a couple of things about employer branding, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about this shift. The big buzz phrase was employee engagement this last year, but for the last four or five years, it's been employer branding. Everybody's talking about what can we do differently? How can we impact, have an impact? How can recruiting slash marketing work together to have an impact on how the company and what it's like to work there is perceived? But weren't we really always talking about this back when we talked about transparency seven, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. You know, organizational transparency yeah, when cu- culture yeah. was the big talk. You know, let's talk about the fit, whether or not you fit with an organization. Isn't that employer branding? Isn't that something we've always talked about? And now we just have this fancy new phrase that perks up the ears of the employer as well as the potential hire. Isn't it something? Is it just mm-hmm. transitioning a little bit? Yeah, no, I think it's like we 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 love our buzzwords. We do uh, love cadence buzzwords. the newest ones. We love our little trends. We do uh, passive candidates, cadence, yep. the table, blah blah. Um, <laughs> but there, so here here here's the core reality: if you aren't who you say you are, people you are going to find out pretty quickly. That's the truth nowadays. There's no, there's for no sure. way around that. Okay, right. there's no way around that. So you can say, and I learned this a hard way because Zoom was Zoom was became a tough place to work for a while there toward the end. It was just there was a lot going on. It was not. Yeah, the employees weren't very happy. I would say that's maybe an understatement. There was a, there sure. wasn't a great time. It's, they've turned it around, but there was a period there where it was pretty rough. And so I was painting this picture of this incredibly cool, interesting, up and coming startup with with all with great uh, culture and this and that going on. But it wasn't wasn't really accurate. And, yeah. and, and I actually hired was a friend of mine who when the people came from after I hired her, and we're still good friends. She said to me during her her going away party, she she resigned after a while and said, "Look, you, know, how do you sleep at night?" Well, <laughs> the, drink, the, the drinking helps. Um, yeah, it does. The no, wine, it, it, the bottle it, of wine. And I found myself trying to like, I was, I was scrambling during the day to like try and make the place better. So I initiated like beer Thursdays and oh, tried yeah. fixing, the, pushing at the culture a bit. But the reality is it, it's your management. It's your exact staff. It's how they it's lead. It's got to start it's, at the it's, top. It's, 
You know, you have to yeah, have that it, support from the top to to really implement programs that will benefit the organization in the long run. So, I mean, how do you fix your brand? You can't. Ugh. You, can't you, you have to work. Brand. You have to work for a long time. You have to work for a long time if it's fixable, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the wrong question. It's more like you can't fix your brand with some technology or a couple of tricks. Or a couple of it, tweets. That's not going to work. But no, you've got to be able to have some hard conversations so with, with your exec team if, if you are struggling. That's right. Your, your perception is, is bad out there. I mean, you've got to have really strong data to back it up. It can't be, well, people don't like us and because it sounds squishy. If you're talking to you know, CEO, especially a CEO who's been, who's been around for a while, maybe learned how, how to work back in you know, seventies, eighties, when 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 it was a little bit tougher right. um, on, on, on employees. So, you, so they really need data. But regardless, you need to come to come to an exact with with really, really well thought data, and not too much of it, because they only have a short period of time. Say, so look, look at these these five key numbers and factors. Because of this, we're we're, we're fantastically higher, and because of that, we're we're delaying our hiring cycle, and that's causing these costs here. This product got delayed on this on launch on this date, or this this service engagement failed because of, because of lack of personnel. These are real things that have happened. Driven by this perception in the marketplace, if you can tie it together for an exec, if you can help shift their behavior or at least perception, and at the very least, you've done the, you've done you've done what you can. Right. You, you brought them the news and you brought them the model and you suggest, and you suggest changes too. You can't just walk and say everyone hates us, everything's failing because of that. Here's some data. You've got to walk and say here's here's the problem and here's the solution. I think if we do this, this, and this, we can fix it. But part of it is you shifting your behavior or you're, you're talking to your exact team about what's happening. And that's a really hard conversation to have if you're coming from HR and recruiting, even though it should be part of our yeah. job. Well, I love that you mentioned data. You know, that's another, you didn't add predictive or big in front of the word data. But that, that's still something that we've <laughs> been talking big, about. Big, big data yeah. Oh, gosh. It, it seems like everybody was talking about, but nobody really know what, knew what they were talking about. You know, sure, we need it. You've got to study it. But nobody was giving us any idea of why. You know, and, mm-hmm. and there's such a great benefit in moving forward. You know, it gives you an idea of what we've done. Let's talk about how we're going to do tomorrow, what we're going to do differently, what we need to implement for that data to change tomorrow. You can't, and it's like that, that, I think Einstein said it, you can't, doing the same things over and over again is just stupid, you know, or, or something well, along those yeah, lines. It's, it's, and it's, expecting it's a different is, result um, is a... Because the different result is the definition of insanity. That's the definition. Well, I've heard it both insanity and stupidity. I, I choose insanity <laughs> all the time because there's so many times when I, I say, why isn't it working? Oh, because you did it the same way you did it before when it didn't work. Are we still going to be yeah. talking about this in 2016? Some people will be, of course. I mean, look, this is this industry has got some brilliance in it and it's got some people who, who simply don't want to shift or, yeah. or just to sort of follow yeah. the line. So, so, and we need to influence that. The, the, the late adopters call, call it that. Um, to, we to, still to, have to people that haven't haven't done gone to mobile, right? You know, I mean, so many times I pull up a mm-hmm. website on mobile, and it's still that same old pinch and zoom strategy of trying to figure out how. Okay, how do I save this? How do I go into this? How do I apply when it's not mobile friendly? And we've got to keep pushing at it. You and I have to keep talking about it. Look, it's a new world. Not everybody is sitting at a desktop. More and more people are moving away from a laptop. I have a, a tech guy that writes all the blogs for our website from an iPad. You know, so we it, oh, sure. people are not sitting down to computers anymore like they were. They're walking around with their computer in their hand, in their pocket, in their purse, in their backpack, and yep. and it yep. makes look a at, difference. Look at jobs in line at Starbucks. That's that's that's, 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 that's all you have to, or or waiting at uh, to to board your plane. 
have a look at that sometime mm-hmm. and see. Yep. That, remember how everybody used to have a newspaper up on a train or waiting to board a plane. Mm-hmm. Now they just have their phones right in front of their faces. And we are conne- a connected world now. And for us to ignore that connectivity and say, oh, yeah, if they want to apply for a job, they'll sit down at a computer and fill out a long form application. They don't, I don't necessarily have to ask for a link to their LinkedIn profile. Yes, you do. That's the world that we're in now. Mm-hmm. So I knew that we would run out of time, Martin. I will definitely sure. have you back. I would love to talk more about this. I think that what you mentioned toward the end there about data is going to be so important. I would love to hear how it's going a year from now with you guys and, and the shift that, and the various shifts that you have going on. Can you share before we get away any final words or words of wisdom or something greater exciting you saw in 2015 that's kept you motivated? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, the, the thing, I think I'm looking at really closely right now, and that this, this actually will take the place of a lot of the buzzwords over the next few years. Um, it'll, it'll take place of mobile, I, I think, so eventually is, uh, and big data is AI. Ah, love it. Universal intelligence. And, and yeah, no, and that, that's because a couple of years ago, I'm a really brilliant young man. I say young because he's younger than I. I, I <laughs> you can say that. We can um, say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he did, he did retire when he was 22. So that's, that was depressing. Oh, yeah. About it. That's yeah, depressing. Smart. <laughs> Very um, but he came up with it with some, some thoughts around AI that, that have really changed the field remarkably. So, so there's a massive shift coming. It's, well, I'll tell you what, if you, if you Google DeepMind, one word. I will. And then um, it's, it's a, uh, I think it's Breakout. Yeah, Breakout. So, so DeepMind and then Breakout. And look at the, watch the video and okay. watch an artificial intelligence learn something on its own and build a strategy on its own. Wow. So borderline sentience. Okay, so they, that's Google. They, they bought they bought his company a couple of years. They bought it for for they bought his company, which is only a couple years old. There were like eleven employees, no product, no profits for half billion dollars. Is the rumor, but no wow. one's quite sure what the exact number was. It was around there. So Google, the whisper in the street is they're about five years ahead of ahead of the rest of the world in terms of their yeah. intelligence. Yeah. But so that's coming because then there are products coming out right now that are that, that so some smarter vendors in the space are looking at AI. And yeah, the, to, the machine learning. We heard a lot about it that at HR Tech. So I, I think. That's probably what we're going to be talking about next year. We'll see. Uh, deep learning. Deep it's, learning. It's, it's machine learning. It's, it's next to beyond machine learning. That's what to look at. So that, that's what I'll leave you with. The, the, I love that. AI, pretty Dig into it. Um, I see, well, I'm, I'm publishing posts around the technology uh, pretty soon on my blog because sort of start talking about what's coming because that's going to shift a lot of things. That's going to change how we source. It's going to automate a lot of our functions. It, it, could, it could eliminate a lot of low-level roles in sourcing and tax and audit and all, all kinds of areas simply because you can automate a lot of these processes. It build it once and use it many times is the idea. And AI can make that happen for some roles that right now we think of as being more human-driven. Well, I'll come up with a couple of links and post it right in the bio for the show. Before we get away, Martin, thanks again so much for being my guest today on HR Latte and this series, Today's Employer Branding into Tomorrow's Employee Engagement with a Twist of Tech. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you and PwC? So PwC is simple. It's, it's, it's pwc.com and then go to the about section. There's, there's tons of data there. Okay. Um, I guess the best place to start with me is my about me profile. And that's, um, I, I should know that at the top of my head. It's about <laughs> me, four slash Martin B, I think. Okay. Well, it's simply because it's a bucket of, it's a bucket of, of everything links to my, my, okay. my, my Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything. I'll set that too. That's the, that's the best spot to go to, I sure, think. Sure. I'll post and, that um, in the bio also. So that'll be yeah, easy to find. Enough. It was such a pleasure. Thanks again for joining me today on HR Latte. Of course. Of course. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Martin. Please tune in for more information about employer branding, employee engagement, and all the great things that exist out there for the recruiter, the sourcer, the HR practitioner today. Take care, all. 